Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Well, hello and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. We have got a cool, I mean, we think it's a cool episode. We think it's a cool format and the feedback from you all when we have listeners and members of our Brave New Teaching community call in and contribute to our episodes has been pretty good feedback. So we thought, hey, let's do it. We have got um, just teachers like you and me calling in and giving us some content, some feedback, a real finger on the pulse of what is going on right here, right now. As we record, it is early March, 2021. And uh, these are some things that like I myself, I don't, I mean, I, I'm, I know Amanda too, because we talk daily and I'm sure a lot of you guys out there as a teacher, it's hard to be a teacher right now. It's hard to be a teacher on social media, especially on things like Facebook, because a lot of people, friends and family and just community members, they don't get it, man. They don't get it. And it has been a very, like, I feel like we have a target on, not even on our backs, but just right on our foreheads as yeah. educators. And we have a lot of pressure on us to be perfect and do the perfect thing. And all of the perfect things seem to contradict each other. I mean, there's just like a lot and it is very hard to be an educator. It is even harder to be a teacher right now because we have been vilified in a lot of not just social media, but media period through COVID, through social uh, unrest, through it's always, well, that's, it's because of the schools. And I know that our education system is built in a way that is completely inequitable. Like, right. We have a lot of work to do. Yep. There are a lot of 
things to break down and rebuild within our education system. And we're trying <laughs> and it's just kind of hard sometimes. And it gets a little uh, disheartening if you read too much that's out there. And so we're bringing in some fresh voices that are sharing their own experiences. Um, and this is not at all a you-know-what fest. This is definitely like we, we just want to band together and say we hear you and we see you. I kind of got this idea after hearing from so many teachers when I posted about going back to the classroom for the second time this school year. Um, and my comments on Instagram just blew up and I was like, well, okay. So people not only can empathize, but desperately want to have their voices heard. And so we thought, well, what better way to do that than to just step aside and give our listeners basically the entire episode just to tell us what it feels like right now to be a teacher. So I posed the question, you know, we used to talk about um, a couple of years ago, there was this little phenomenon, what I wish my teacher knew and students would write things that maybe teachers didn't know on the surface. And um, I mean, obviously I think we all try to get to know our students. So um, I thought it was a chance for us to say, well, this is what I wish my admin knew. This is what I wish parents in my community knew. This is what I wish my students knew. Um, it's not as simple as I feel like things have been made out to be, you know, either you're for it or against, you know, in-person instruction, either you're for something or against something. You know, it's not black and white, what we're going through right now. It's not um, a simple decision-making based on educational strategy. Um, it's personal for a lot of us. I know in my experience, and I've tried to talk to my admin about this, um, there's been a lot of broken trust and a lot of mixed messages. I mean, I, I feel like my personal experience has been one of, I, I'm kind of over being told what a hero I am, but then treated like an like that. Like that's not even part of the equation. You know, I, I'm being asked to do things that are not in my job description. I know we we got an email in the same day about going back hybrid as we got about doing our shooter drills. You know, things like this that are it's you not know, funny. It's not it's funny, not. but I laugh because if I don't laugh, I'm going to cry, and then I have to pick myself up off the floor. Right, like. It is so complicated and it yes. is so, I mean, I remember the very beginning of this conversation about pandemics, there were conversations about, you know, well, if, if I can go to the grocery store, I don't know why my kids can't go back to class. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, apples and oranges. I know, so, but then the at the same time, but yeah. we also see it like, right. And, and being, and, and the two of us have a specific perspective, which I know many of you guys listening to is that we're both parents and teachers. So like on that front, <laughs> that battlefront. Yes. We see both sides. We experience both sides and it's, it's hard to voice. It's damn near impossible to voice your position without coming off as defensive when you have been <laughs> yeah. made out to be yeah. the bad guy or part of the bad system, right? Like, yep. and I'm not saying that we're not like, I'm not, I, I'm saying all of these things like, uh, yes, it's complicated. And. Uh, yes. And like, that's an old improv game. Yes. And, and you keep building, right? It, yes. And we can also do better by our teachers and our students and our community. And, 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 and this is a human time <laughs> it's a yep. time for humanity where we don't feel all that human Yep, in a lot of aspects. So not trying to bring it all down a notch. It's just a moment of reality. We hear you. We see you. We know that you hear and see us and recognizing that everybody's experience is real and true. And so. if you need to sh send this episode to an admin or 
put it on a Facebook group with other parents like that or they need to hear board, talk? Mem- board member or a legislation. That's why we made it. Yeah. Send like it a along. rep. Yeah. Just because it's time. It's time to be able to voice things without being scared to. We're not trying to bring anybody down. We are just trying to be real and look at all sides of a situation. So it'll be interesting to see what you guys think of at the end. Cause there are really perspectives from all over the board. And we've heard of people being very successful in certain models and really struggling in the same model in another place. And it's just time to turn over the mic and listen to our teachers, which is, that's really the thesis here of this episode <laughs> is turn over the mic and listen to your teachers um, rather than saying they're heroes and then doing something opposing that the next day. Yep. We are professionals and I think we're ready to cue the music. Let's do it. You're listening to brave new teaching, a podcast for educators challenging the status quo. I'm Amanda and I'm a high school English teacher in Illinois. And I'm Marie and I'm also a high school English teacher in Southern California. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Hi, Brave New Teaching fam. My name is Danny Kennis, or at Stuck on EDU on the Teachergram, and I am a 9 to 12 special ed teacher in the suburbs just outside of New York City, and I've been teaching for 11 years. I wish my students knew that I think about their well-being even and especially when we aren't together. I want every single one of them to thrive and find happiness and success, and I think about that way more often than I probably should. I wish my admin knew that just because teachers are focusing on ourselves and putting our own mental health first, especially this year, does not mean we're selfish or care any less about our students. My family will always come before my job and before anything else. I wish my students' parents knew how much I wish I could be friends with them because so many of them seem really awesome. And also, what a world of a difference one small, kind email can make. It's really what gets me through the tough times. Thank you for having me on here. And if you are out there listening and feel like we'd connect, please reach out to me because I love to make new friends. Hi, my name is Tamara, and I'm a teacher in Prince William County, Virginia. And I've been teaching professionally for two years. I wish the parents knew. I wish the people knew. And I wish my community knew what teachers nationwide are experiencing right now with being forced to go back into work against our will with zero support from the union and from the school board and from the community too and the parents. Trying to teach hybrid is ridiculous. I go in Tuesday and Thursday to teach five students in person. Originally, it was supposed to be 13, but as our numbers spiked up, some parents dropped out. And then when I held a conference with the parent to explain to them what the environment was going to be like, a few more dropped out, leaving me with five students. But five still opted, no matter what, to send their child in person to learn, which really has not made a difference academically because of the constant switching back and forth 
between their schedules, my schedules, just the stress of trying to handle it all, um, and so forth. Hi, I've been a teacher for 12 years. I teach in Connecticut. And I wish that people not in education understood the complex emotions that teachers are feeling and experiencing in these circumstances. Because on the one hand, I do, I love seeing my students. I love getting to talk to them in person versus just on a computer. It's 100% easier to engage with kids and get to know kids in person. But at the same time, what are we risking in making that decision for kids to sit as far apart from each other as physically possible with masks covering 75% of their face. And we're risking my family's health because it's not even me. I'm worried about my parents and my husband's parents watch my kids during the week. So whatever I bring home, I'm bringing home to the whole family. I've already been put in quarantine twice. What happens time three? I've been lucky so far, but what happens next time? And does anybody care? I don't know that the trade-off is worth it. That's what I wish people understood, that I love my students, but I love my family. And family has to come first. I'm a teacher from Illinois, and I've been teaching for 13 years. I would like my community to know that um, we have been busting our butts this year. It has been so difficult to do remote, hybrid, to switch back and forth, to learn all of these new ways of teaching. We are working harder than ever, and it's very hurtful when they say things like, we shouldn't be getting a full paycheck or getting paid because our students aren't always physically at school, um, that, you know, we are still doing our job and even more than we normally do, and it's really hurtful to be insulted on social media and school board meetings and elsewhere. Um, I wish they also knew that, you know, we are scared. We want to be safe. We don't want to get COVID. We don't want to bring it home to our families. We want to teach our students, but we want to do it safely. And not all of our districts are following the safety guidelines. Not all of them are following the CDC recommendations for things like social distancing and all the best practices. And that we don't have a say in these decisions that our admin and our school boards are are lying to us. They're doing what they want to do and not following plans that have been set forth. And we don't have a say in all of it. We want things to be back to normal as much as anybody, but we also want to be safe and we don't want to die for our profession. My name is Renee and I am a teacher in the Waynesboro Area School District and I've been teaching for 10 years total, 8 years at the district and what I wish my community not knew but cared about was the staggering amount of COVID cases that we have had and the number of quarantines and that the quarantine is actually really pretty substantial and it's a constant swinging door of in and out. And what I wish my students knew is that after I was quarantined, I decided that this just isn't for me anymore. And as much as I've tried to lie to myself, following all these amazing Instagrammers, thinking back to me, when I first started and I was probably could have been one of those Instagrammers and this year has just killed my spirit.
and I'm just going to be resigning at the end of this year because I care more about my family than this job at this point. And that's when I guess they'll find out. Um, but I wish I could tell them now. Hi, I'm Christine. I teach in Kissimmee, Florida. And what I wish people knew, particularly politicians and voters, is one, that we have been teaching face-to-face since August. We do have students who opted to be digital. Um, Some of us have classes that are simultaneously in-person and digital, so we have to teach those classes the students all at the same time, which leaves us confined to our computers the whole time. And we aren't able to do a good job reaching the students in those classes. Um, My face-to-face classes are packed. I have more students now than I did before the pandemic. And I've had a lot of students who have become sick. Um, And then every time one does, Uh, a whole lot of students end up in quarantine, which means they have to attend class online. So all the students end up being in hybrid classes at some point. It's exhausting. And I get the message from our admin and district that we can't do anything right at all. I wish my administration and people knew the following information. I'm a teacher in New York State and I've been teaching for 28 years and I wish that they knew that all of the decisions that they make for stopping and starting and pivoting and changing really does affect not only students but it does the teachers. I wish a little bit more attention would be paid to the teachers and faculty involved in this endeavor because it is very stressful It is very emotionally taxing, the amount of work that has to be done to, in this particular situation, because we are ending up with headaches, restless nights, we're staring at screens all the time, and I wish more of an effort was made to allow for some type of wellness for teachers My name is Sarah, and I'm a teacher in Massachusetts, and I've been teaching for 14 years. I wish people knew that when they discuss students' mental health in the various styles of education during the pandemic, and they leave the teachers out of the conversation and our mental health, it's really hurtful. We are struggling with our own various anxieties with ourselves, our families, teaching remotely, teaching hybrid, going face-to-face, and just feeling left out of that conversation about keeping everyone's mental health stable feels wrong, and I think we need to change that conversation. My name is Amber. I'm a teacher in Texas. This is my fourth year teaching, and I wish everyone knew that we have been in hybrid since September 28th. We have town hall meetings at my school led by our principal where we discuss our concerns and they ask us our options and 
are quote unquote what we have, but it comes off as a formality because it's clear that decisions have already been made for us. The attendance policy has changed multiple times. It's so inconsistent because they want and need money from the state. Uh, teachers have to take attendance through Canvas, Microsoft Teams to make sure that the kids have joined sync. And this new check-in form that they decided the entire faculty must put on their Canvas pages that the kids are responsible for filling out. There's no accountability for students. And uh, if students were marked absent, teachers need to go back and check if they have logged in the next day and then change the attendance. Um, grade redemptions, credit recovery for semester one has been extended to February 20th. So if students fail, they will have until the end of the fourth, six weeks, which is the new semester, to redeem their grade, making more grading and more work for teachers. To conclude, teachers are being held to normal school year uh, expectations during an unprecedented and weak time for everyone. So I fear that there will be a teacher shortage after all of this is over. I wish that the Ministry of Education in Ontario would realize that mandating 225 minutes per day of synchronous learning from grades 1 to 12 is too much for students, too much for their teachers, and too much from parents. This is especially true when we're all working from home under a lockdown order. It becomes more challenging as a parent because you're trying to teach your class all day and assist your own children with their learning. It makes me feel like a bad parent and a bad teacher when I'm forced to teach this way. I'm a teacher in Illinois and I've been teaching for 14 years. I wish my students, my administration, and my students' parents knew how many hours I'm putting in of work at home. Um, my son will walk into the room where I'm working and say, you know, mom, if you weren't a teacher and you didn't have all this work to do, you would be able to play with me right now. And that really just gets to my heart because, of course, I wish that I had that time to play with him but I know that if I don't get my lessons planned, I don't get things posted online, I don't respond to emails, um, if I don't have things in order for the week, then I know that what I'm doing in the classroom is not going to work um, and I don't want to fail my students. Hello, everybody. Um, I'd rather not share my name. I am a teacher in Queens, New York. I work in a middle school. Um, it's a public middle school. And I've been teaching for five years now. I wish my administration knew how messed up it is that they threw me into a whole different content area at the beginning of the school year. And they told me that I was going into this new content area the week that school actually began. I am an ELA teacher and now I am a social studies teacher. I wish my students knew that I learn social studies content the night before and I teach it to them the next day as if I'm a pro at it. I wish my students knew how difficult it is to teach them a content in which I have no idea. I wish people knew how hard teaching is in the middle of a pandemic and how much stressed teachers feel. Um, and I wish for things to get better. I wish my ad administration also knew 
that we need help and that I need help. I'm a teacher in the St. Louis City Public School System for a couple of years. I wish the students would realize how hard the teachers are working to make the lessons relevant while being virtual. I wish administration, not at the school level, but at the district level, would actually realize that we are short on staff, custodial, teachers, everything, and we have yet to get supplies to follow CDC guidelines. I wish parents of the students realized that no matter how much they want their students out of the house and back in school, that we are not ready to bring them back to school. I wish the media knew the truth. They're being told a story. We're not <clears throat> ready to bring anybody back in person. I have to use my own money to buy my own cleaning supplies. I have to clean my own toilets, my own floors in my department. And we're not ready. We're absolutely not ready. I wish the community would just realize that we're never going back to what it was. There was no normal to go back to. What we have now is a new normal. We just say, you buy the bullet, kill vaccinations, get to everybody, and then address the new normal. And people in general, I wish they would just stop for a moment, slow down and realize that although we're going through this, we're going through it together. Everybody is so mean and angry at each other. And we should be bonding at this point instead of being lashing out and being mean. Hi, I'm a teacher in Minnesota and I've been teaching for four years. I wish my students, administration, and students' parents knew that I absolutely love distance learning teaching, especially during this time. As an introvert, this setup works very well for my personality. It also allows me to not have a commute. Working from home during distance learning has been one of the best things in teaching for me. Thank you. There you have it, everybody. In the intro, we said that you were going to hear some different, and by different, we mean a wide range of perspectives and experiences. And none of these is exactly the experience of either of us. There is nothing that the brand of Brave New Teaching is really pushing other than listen, validate, and move forward in a place of, from a place of empathy, compassion, and education, right? Like that's what we are looking Amen. for to do best by our students, by ourselves and our colleagues and by our communities. Um, and so I myself am, as we record two weeks out from going back to like a hybrid concurrent model where I will have some number of students. It could be one, it could be student. I don't actually know. It could be 12 students in person and the rest of my classes uh, online all at the same time, that concurrent model. Do I know what that's going to look like? I have some ideas, but I don't think I'm going to know until I actually get into it. I have a lot of feelings. I'm a very emotive person. <laughs> so that's in, it's in there. And when I hear these experiences of the good, the bad and the impossible from colleagues from all over the place, it just kind of makes me go, Okay, once more into the breach, dear friends, once more, just for a little Shakespeare for you, because I felt like this episode was lacking in Shakespeare, where <laughs> other episodes lately have had like a lot of it. So I just wanted to like, you're welcome. And I'd say, I think, you know, my final thoughts on this are, you know, if you are at a place in your district right now where you can still repair relationships, 
make every effort to do so. This is directly at the parents and the administration. I think, you know, teachers want to do what's best for everyone. We are by, uh, I'd say by a fault, people pleasing. And we, we adore our jobs, adore our children um, and what we do, but we want to do that with everyone, right? With the trust, with the respect, with the unity of something that everyone is respected in a policy moving forward. I, I can tell you specifically my resistance to any policy that we were done, we were given was just that was, it was a top-down mandate. And I think that that goes for leadership in a lot of spaces outside of teaching, but specifically for us, you know, teachers, we really just want to be part of the decision, listened to, and worked with as we move into these scary times, returning, exiting, virtual, hybrid, all of it. Like, I'm ready to do the work. Like, I remember starting in August, like, planning out my schedule. Da-da-da-da. Like, okay, this is going to be hard, but I'm going to get this cool mask, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. But then the breakdown came when relationships and trust yeah. broke down too. And so if this felt to you like some complaining, I mean, maybe, but remember that the heart of it all is that teachers want to do what's best. We really, really do. And we just hope that we can do it in a way that brings everyone together rather than pits people against each other. Um, so I hope my community knows that. I hope my teachers know that my teacher friends, uh, parents and admin hears me that it's not just a complaint. It's a frustration with the lack of trust and respect. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've told you guys here on the podcast before I live and I, I, I live and work in the community where I grew up for, and, and I am a, a teacher in my own district where I grew up and my, my children will go here. And so I've had a lot of eye-opening experiences that, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a bit of naivete that's been <laughs> slapped in my own face at the ripe old age of 37. Didn't really think I was going to have that many more moments like that, but you know, you live, you learn. Um, but at the same time, it's like, do, do I think that we can, I don't even think it's actually one of my friends who I work with said this very poignantly the other day, we were talking about equity. We were talking specifically about racial and social justice in our education system. And I said, you know, we have a broken system. And he said, I have to stop you right now the system isn't broken. The system is working exactly the way it was supposed to, (laughs) the way it was designed. And I I was like, you are so that's it. I, I misspoke. I, I, um, I'm hoping that as a community and as a system of educators, and I know this, this is a big, big old wish to throw out there, but that we can dismantle what is not serving us all and rebuild. And yeah. that might, that might be most of it, if not all. And, and, and it's going to be a lot of work, but like, it's worth it. It's worth it. And it's, we're going to have missteps along the way. It's not just worth it. It is imperative that we dismantle and rebuild what is working against so many people. So that nice, like broad ending, I think is where we are going to leave it. Thank you guys for joining us. And thank you to everybody who called in to be open and vulnerable and to share because it is scary to share, especially when you feel like you're going to get um, villainized and like have some backlash. So we might have some backlash here. That's fine. We can take it. We're tough cookies, Uh, but we love this community. Thank you, everybody. Brave new teachers out there. We will see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.